We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's do so on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. We'll talk some hoops right now with Richie Randall of the BuzzBeat podcast as the Hornets have one game in the books in the Summer League and also are in the midst of trying to formulate their offseason. And Richie joins us. What's going on, Richie? How are you, pal? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys? Thanks We're for good. joining us. We appreciate it. Of course. So the, the other day, the big news was Miles Bridges on the one-year deal, what was your reaction? Not that we're shocked that Miles is back, Richie, but what was your reaction to the actual deal that took place with Miles Bridges? Yeah, that option in terms of just taking the the qualifying offer was clearly always a path, but it was something that not a lot of people thought about, especially a player like Bridges and his caliber. You would think that he would get a longer deal and they could work something out, but if the Hornets and Miles... You know, maybe their negotiations were just so far off that, you know, good on the Hornets for not budging. And maybe it was purely a money move. But I think that Charlotte's front office knows that Bridges kind of has to rebuild his image and offering him a long term deal at a price that, you know, he hasn't earned because he hasn't played for a year. He had the domestic violence charge. They stood firm in what they wanted to offer. But this also shows me that maybe other teams weren't willing or overly willing to throw a very competitive offer sheet his way either. So I I think in the grand scheme of things, uh, there might be some downsides to this. And also, too, there, there is a hurdle in terms of trying to trade him if it does come to that point which I'm not going to bore you with that CBA rule. But when it comes down to it, I, I think this might have been the best outcome for Charlotte. It could even the be, be the best outcome for Miles as well in terms of you know putting the ball in his court to earn some trust back, to uh, you know play the rust off and see if he can kind of regain his status within the league. So there's not a long-term commitment here, and hopefully the Hornets feel good about this. But I, I do praise the Hornets for like not budging on any kind of offer that would make them feel uncomfortable. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Richie, I think we all kind of know where Miles fits in the offensive scheme because, you know, we know what Airbnb looked like. Granted, that was under a previous head coach. We have yet to see him play with Steve Clifford at the helm. But my question to you is this, with where the Hornets roster sits and what you want to see from the development standpoint of Brandon Miller, what do you feel like the, I want to say long term, because we only know about him for this year, but what do you think the, the long game and the long scope is for how he fits in throughout this season. Do you feel like it's a situation where they try to coax Miller into the starting lineup and play those two together on the floor? How do you feel they play this? Yeah, the 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 starting lineup configurations can go a lot of different ways, and and I'm I'm assuming you're not talking about the first ten games because he's not going to be no, a part. No, no, right. No. So let, let's just say you know game eleven moving forward, I could almost see you know Brandon Miller coming off the bench and he being reinserted into the starting lineup with the the small forward position you got Gordon Hayward in there as well who I I think might benefit from coming off the bench and maybe it takes a load off of his body where he's not having to be put through as many minutes as he has in prior seasons and get injured Uh, but you also have to see what you have with Brandon Miller because he is more of the future he he is obviously signed uh, on his rookie contract and can play up to four or five seasons from now but yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know that he can toggle between the three and the four, and Brandon Miller can toggle between the two, three, and four. There's going to be a lot of different configurations that Clifford has to work with. I think Bridges obviously can bring the impact right away, so I, I think that's probably where they will lean is just lean heavily on Bridges, uh, especially early on, where they know that he can kind of bring the the impact on the offense and defense, rebounding, uh, on ball stuff, and then kind of slowly work in Brandon Miller along the way. We're talking to Richie Randall, co-host of the BuzzBeat podcast. He's at Richie Randall on Twitter. BuzzBeat's at BuzzBeat podcast. Richie, this is sort of the games we have to play in 2023 when you follow free agency and player movement. So, P.J. Washington, he, he unfollows the, the Hornets on various platforms in his 
location says Dallas, and there's various reports that that's where he could be headed. What's your take on P.J. Washington's current status as a restricted free agent, and how big of a loss do you think that would be for the Hornets? Yeah, first things first, I I do think it would be a big loss for the Hornets. He was probably my top priority if if I had you know the the power to be yeah. the GM he would be my top priority because he's young he's a homegrown talent you want to lock in those guys with Charlotte being a small market team you want to look to those guys build your own and to lose him potentially for nothing uh, could be a bad thing and I, I think what's weird about this whole situation I believe that Dallas location has always been in his bio he he that's where he's from right okay. that's where he's from that's where he played high school basketball i think he did go to to las vegas for a couple of years to play mm-hmm. um but anyway yeah, yeah. I, I think the hornets would be uh this would be a mistake if they let him go and they have the ability to match any team's offer or just offer him a reasonable deal but there definitely seems to be some uncertainty with these rumors starting to kind of gain some traction to dallas and the Hornets can go over the cap. So like, there's there's no reason why the Hornets wouldn't offer him something competitive. And then Dallas, to my knowledge, doesn't have cap space. They can only use that $12.4 million mid-level exception to use, which that shouldn't be what's holding up the Hornets. Like $12.4 million seems like a very reasonable deal. I would be willing to go up to $17 to $20 million for PJ and... Yeah, I mean, I guess the question becomes, if you lose P.J., do you try to get into a sign-and-trade, try to uh, convince Dallas to do to give back some assets that way, or is there another player out there that they're going to replace him with? Who knows? But that would be that would be tough to lose DSJ, to lose P, P.J. Washington, and then to kind of have that uncertainty with Miles Bridges only having him for one year. It seems like you're, you'd be starting over next offseason. And, of course, the unknown with Oubre, and I guess there is, to spin it forward, Richie, let's say, for example, P.J. is not with the Hornets next year. What do you try to go and do? The Grant Williams rumors or something we talked about on Monday. That could still be possibly in the offing, although uh, there is a thought that the Celtics are going to try to match anything that comes with Boston, and they're going to want to pick back in order to try and make that happen. Do, do you feel like the Hornets are kind of uh, between a rock and a hard place right now if they don't get P.J. back? Yeah, and I, I guess the one thing is, like, if, if – they let PJ go, then they would open up some cap space to where they could offer more than twelve point four million to to Grant Williams. Because as of now, they can only offer that to Grant. Uh, so that could be the backup plan. I, I think PJ and Grant are very similar players. They would fill very similar roles. Personally speaking, I just think PJ is more skilled. But what Grant has going for him over PJ, he's a better, more consistent three point shooter. I'd give the edge in terms of just one on one defense. And then I think you can't discount coming from a winning culture, playing with a, a team that has had playoff experience. I believe he's been in the playoffs every year that he's been drafted, if I'm not mistaken. So that, I think that would be the route to go. I, I keep forgetting about Kelly Oubre because nobody is talking about him. Uh, I don't even I haven't even heard any teams that have been linked to him on the outside either. So he could be a backup plan as well, but I think it'd be better wiser to spend money on Grant Williams if PJ is gone because that would open up some cap space. I saw the Bucks for Ubre, but that was like the week before free agency as a oh, really? possible interested team. But you're right, I have not seen anything in the last week. Richie, summer debut the other day for this version of the Hornets in the summer league, not Vegas yet, but in the California Classic. And, and the notable performance to me, obviously we're paying attention to Brandon Miller and Nick Smith and some young guys there. 
but another really rough summer outing for Kai Jones in his third year in the summer league. I'm not going to judge a player just off of a summer league game, but it's year three. What's your current feel for who Kai Jones is as a player? And are we at the point now where we we may we we may not get anything we thought we were getting from Kai Jones? <laughs> yeah, that that could be the case. I, I definitely am not buying stock in Kai Jones. I, I might be yeah. considering selling some stock in Kai Jones. And you're, you're, to your point, like Booknight and Kai Jones, these players that have been in the league for two years heading on to three, you should feel more comfortable when you watch them play, or you should at least yeah. see some kind of steps of improvement. And he just feels like the same player that we've always watched. And he's got the athleticism. He's got the ability to jump off the floor. You saw that block that he had in transition. And what I feel like he wants to do is just not in his capabilities. He tries to ball, you know, handle the ball too much. He tries to dribble too much, get into the paint. And sometimes it ends up being successful, but you just don't know how he got there. And in addition to him only being in the league for, you know, two heading on three years, he also started a little bit later than most college athletes. But yeah, he's a guy that it probably is going to be out the, the, the rotation. I, I just can't see a path for him. You know, especially if PJ comes back or Hornets do uh, acquire Grant Williams in, in some sort of way. Yeah, th- that guy to me, um, he has the ability, he has the athletic ability, but he has not shown proven steps along the way in his career. And as a whole, I, I've talked about this on the, on the podcast, like the summer league brings out the best and the worst in him because he can run up and down the court. He can play free. But also, too, when you're playing with guys that are still trying to learn on the fly, that's probably not the best situation for Kai Jones. feels like, to me, there's a feel for the game issue, and there's an identity issue of exactly who he is. When you watch him, he's got the ability, you would guess, to kind of be a, a Mitchell Robinson yeah, type. Yeah. He'll get some rebounds, get, get shots for other guys. But when you watch him, Richie, it feels like sometimes he thinks he's honest when he tries to dribble through people, when he tries to handle the ball. There, there is a role, but it, it doesn't feel like he even knows who he is as a basketball player. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's he's still working through some things, and uh, it's been a struggle to watch at times. I almost just wish he would just play as a five, like just get him into pick-and-roll situations and use him as a lob partner. And I think what we're seeing more of because – of the summer league situation and just how free and, and loosey goosey it is at times. Like he, he has the ability to just try to do everything and that doesn't end up working in for his development. We mentioned uh, earlier about Brandon Miller, you know, kind of having to figure it out mid game in terms of uh, his first summer league action. I think same thing went for Nick for the junior, but I guess from their standpoint, Richie, what are you expecting over the course of the summer league? How are you trying to, I guess, handicap the way you look at both those guys in terms of how they come out of this experience positively? I think generally speaking, you can't put too much stock into summer league, good or bad. Brandon Miller and Nick Smith, those are, yeah, obviously two rookies that you're looking for uh, in terms of just development and, and see what they can bring on, you know, the NBA level, quote unquote. Obviously, you're playing with lesser competition and you're playing against less, lesser competition. I think for Brandon Miller, I, I want to see how he plays with the ball in his hands a little bit more. That's something at Alabama that he did not, you know, show too much. He was a guy that mostly came off of screens and he obviously has the ability to stretch the floor. You saw that in the fourth quarter when the game was out of hand and he was knocking down some threes. 
Uh, but want to see him get more comfortable with him running pick and rolls, trying to get downhill. I think one thing that you've just noticed, uh, you know, at Alabama, but also a couple nights ago uh, in Sacramento, where he would just get pushed off, pushed off the line, pushed off his uh, course as he was going to the paint, and he's got to bulk up. And obviously, that's not going to happen overnight. And then for Nick Smith Jr. I'm not even sure like what position he is, but because the Hornets have struggled so mightily to have a point guard in summer league, he's kind of playing out of position because to me, he looks to score more so than he looks to facilitate for others. And he lost his handle several times, uh, you know, just coming off a screen or whatever, and it just disrupts the offense. So yeah, I, I think when it's all said and done, I don't put a lot of stock in this, but you just want to see little things here and there. You know, it's really a tough situation and a tough environment to gauge because of all the all the uh, inexperience that surrounds them. Before we let you go, this turned into an ask Richie anything from our text line here because a guy named uh, Brad wanted your thoughts on Lamelo Ball going forward, not the deal, but do you have any concerns about? the injuries he's gone through in his body holding up. I mean, I, I would say that's the one uncertainty for me in terms of that, that mega deal that he just received is the injuries. I mean, what, what is he had wrist injuries, ankle injuries? It's nothing yeah. like nothing major. Um, but I, I think one thing too, is like, you've got to invest in your own. He's proven to be one of the better passers in the NBA. His shooting has really taken off and taken people by surprise. So to me, this was a no brainer. Um, I, I think that you can't not extend him and play with that uncertainty next year, because there's so many rumors that surround Lamella about, you know, him wanting out, whether that's, you know, warranted or not. So, you know, see see where it goes from here. Obviously, it could turn south if his injuries keep piling up. But, you know, I, I think this is just a loyalty move. Invest in your own and an organization that needs to build through the draft. They've got to do it this way. That's Richie Randall from the BuzzBeat Podcast. You can follow him online at Richie Randall as well as the BuzzBeat Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Richie, tell guys we said hello. Thanks, pal. I will. Bye, guys. Thanks, Richie. That's Richie Randall joining us here on the Body Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.